How do you do, ma'am? My name is Tom, Tom Colton. Not so much as a shadow of recognition flickered across her painted face at mention of his name, but her crossed arms stayed stubbornly in place. Maybe clients were expected to follow a certain protocol. Having no knowledge of the etiquette that such an establishment required, he clarified, I'm Dave Colton's brother. Still no response. Considering the amorous tone of her letter to Dave, her lack of emotion struck him as odd. When the silence continued to stretch between them, he looked around. The only chair in the room was piled high with enough feminine underriggings to make the most jaded man blush. That left only one place to sit. She followed his gaze to the neatly made bed. Oh, he frowned. She looked like she was having trouble breathing. Hand out, he stepped forward, but she backed away quicker than chain lightning. Are you all right, ma'am? She gave a slow nod as if she couldn't make up her mind whether she was or wasn't. It's just that I'm not working tonight, Mr. Colton. She looked like she was trying to put up a brave front. If, if you would kindly leave. Not working. His gaze traveled down her shiny taffeta gown before he zeroed in on her red rouged lips. She could have fooled him. I'm afraid I can't do that, ma'am. Her eyes narrowed, and he detected a spark of combat in her sea-green depths. And why is that? I paid Miss Lillian ten dollars, and I mean to get my money's worth. Her eyes widened. There are other women, but you're the one I came to see. The madam had assured him that Rose agreed to talk, if that's what he wanted. So why was she making it so difficult? What kind of game was she playing? She glanced past him to the closed door as if measuring its distance. I want you to leave. She dismissed him with a wave of her hand. Now! Not till you tell me what you know about the gunny sack bandit. Surprise crossed her face at mention of the outlaw, followed by a look of curiosity. Ah, now they were getting somewhere. I'm waiting, he said. I have no knowledge of the man. An out-and-out lie if he'd ever heard one. Frustration built up inside and he punched a fist into his palm to relieve it. She shrank clear back to the mirrored wall. Much to his dismay, he realized how his thoughtless action could be misinterpreted. He began again, this time in a gentler tone. Forgive me, I didn't mean to alarm you. She studied him much as a cat studied a mouse. You didn't alarm me, Mr. Colton. Now if you would be so kind as to let yourself out. He pulled off his Stetson and raked his fingers through his hair. Things weren't going as he hoped, but he'd come too far to give up. I'm sorry, I can't do that. He replaced his hat and hung his thumbs from his holster. Not till you tell me what you know. The stubbornness on her face matched the hands placed firmly on the deep valley of her neckline. I know nothing. He narrowed his eyes. You do know that my brother is dead. She looked genuinely confused, or maybe that was an act too. I'm sorry about your brother, but sorry, that's all you can say? Anger erupted in him like a blown cork. His brother loved this woman, and she was as cold and heartless as a fish. 
I'm not leaving, lady. Not till I get what I paid for. Fury darkened her face. I'm warning you, Mr. Colton. If you don't leave, you'll be sorry. Was that a threat? He stared at her, but she turned slightly sideways and keeping one hand firmly on her chest, she dropped the other hand to her side. Had it not been for the mirror on the wall behind her, he wouldn't have given her strange behavior another thought. But the reflection showed her bunching up the fabric of her skirt. A nervous habit? He pretended not to notice, until the hem of her skirt raised high enough to reveal his second glimpse of her leg. Suddenly, he had trouble recalling his purpose for being there. He drew his gaze away from the mirror and cleared his throat. One moment she wanted him to leave. Now she was apparently trying to seduce him. In no mood for such tactics, he decided to show her he meant business. I'm not leaving until I get what I came for and paid for, he said, his voice gruff. Now, either we do this civilly or not, your choice. When she failed to respond, he added, let me know when you're ready. For a moment, neither spoke, but the lady's skirt kept inching upward. I'm ready, she replied. He nodded. Now we're getting somewhere. The hem of her skirt fell to the floor, and suddenly he was on the serious side of a double-barreled Derringer. Blast it all!